talking to the dean of, dean of spiritual life and one of the campus pastors here. And as you know, we're, we're diving in this semester to God made known, looking at how God has made himself known to us in Jesus, in the Gospel of John, and these I am statements revealing to us more and more of who God is. And today we're going to go to get to another one of those. But before we do, a little story. I grew up in Colorado, and in Colorado where I grew up, there's a, a pizza place called Bojo's, and Bojo's has this amazing thick crust pizza, and, and, and they have this, um, this challenge. And so I, I played college football, and in college football, it's kind of your job to eat, and so I like eating, and I eat a lot, and I still do, actually. And so I had this, this challenge always in my mind, I'm also a very competitive human being, so this idea that I could, I could face this challenge in some way, but this pizza is big. This pizza, we're going to see it up there, it's, it's a 14-pound pizza, 20 inches across, 3 inches thick, has a pound of pepperoni, a pound of sausage, a pound of Canadian bacon, you know, just keep going, all right? It's, is it good, Brandon? You got to get up there, yeah. That's the pizza right there. So I, I, I sadly missed my real window of eating when I was in college, but, but as an amazing gift, my wife Janelle got me for my 30th birthday a, a chance to t- take on the challenge. So my brother and I... My brother and I go, and we're taking the challenge, next one, and we're about ready to start. There it is, ready to go, <laughs> with the shaggy curls, yeah. And, and we hit it. At one hour, here we go. We got to get after it. And it was delicious. I mean, it was so good. But then you start realizing this, this more than just, it's, it's a lot going on there. The next one you'll see, it's hard to see, but that's actually the, the grease dripping off the table, because... It was, there was a river of grease flowing out of this pizza. There's so much greasy food in it. And so you can imagine, I'm just pounding it and pounding it and pounding it and trying and trying. And the next one, at the end of the hour, this is what I looked like. <laughs> that was me. Sadly, we did, not, we did not win that challenge that day. And as I was laying there like that, I was definitely full. I promise you, I was very full, as full as a human being possibly can be, but I was full of the wrong stuff. I mean, my body would tell you that too. Yeah, you're full, but you don't want this in you. (laughs) That's what we're going to talk about today. Jesus, next I am statement, speaks to this situation, finding sustenance in the wrong places or the right places. And so we'll jump in in John chapter 6. And John chapter 6 is, is a passage. We can't, we can't get the whole thing today, so I encourage you to check it out later on your own. But in John chapter 6, Jesus has just fed the 5,000. And then we had the walk on water. Remember, he said, I am. Do not fear. God is here with you. Now he's on the other side of the lake. And the crowd's coming to him because they like this guy who's, who does miracles and gives them food. So yeah, let's, let's just see this guy some more. And we pick it up in verse 27. Jesus says, do not work for the food that perishes but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man, that's Jesus' name for himself, will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. So we see this first hint here of what, what kind of food we're supposed to be going for when Jesus says, points out these two different types of food. There's the food that perishes and the food that endures to eternal life. And, and the difference is, the food that perishes, River and I, my son, have been reading this uh, the body book recently about how our bodies work, and we learned about, you know, how your food goes down, and goes through your small intestine, and your small intestine's like taller than you are, and all these cool things. And then, the, you know, the food after that, it goes away. We won't talk about that part. And, and it, that, that's, that's the food that perishes. It's in and then out. In and out. But Jesus give, gives a picture of a different kind of food, a food that, that lasts. So where do we find that food? 
Next question, right? Where do we get this food? And so Jesus in verse 35 says this to the crowd. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. I am the bread of life. Remember a couple weeks ago, we learned our, our, our little Greek phrase, ego me." I am. It's not your turn. Ego me." Ego me." I am, Jesus says. And this time, instead of just I am, which is just directly pointing to God, here it's an echo, a, a, a reference still to he is God, but I am a God who brings something. I am the God who is the bread of life. I bring you this bread of life. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Jesus is making a huge, audacious claim here. First, I am God. Second, come to me and you'll find the sustenance you need. What you're longing for, the satisfaction you're looking for in your life, come to me. You'll find eternal satisfaction. It reminds us of that, that famous quote. That, that's, it's famous for a reason. When Augustine says, God, you have made us for yourselves. And our hearts are restless until they find our rest in you. That God made us in such a way that we actually hunger and thirst for him in a way that only he can sustain us. Only he can satisfy us. Only he can give it. And so Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Come to me, believe in me, and I will sustain you. Remember in the Gospel of John, belief isn't just a mental assent. It's not just believing ideas about God. It's a trust, an obedience, a, a surrendering, obeying to God. God, I'm yours. I trust you, Jesus. We, Jesus says, come to me, trust me, and you'll find this bread, this sustenance you're looking for. But the problem is, maybe we all know that, but we don't do it. Right? We don't do it. And so verse 47, let's, let's pick it up there. Jesus says, very truly I tell you, whoever believes, trusts in me, has eternal life. I am the bread of life. They go in me. Your ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the, this is the bread, pointing to himself. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So Jesus here, again, it gives us two more times. I am the bread of life. I am the living bread. This I am. He's God. He's bringing us the sustenance. And then he again brings up this, this dichotomy, these two different foods. There's the food that perishes and the food that endures to eternal life. This time it's talking about manna. I mean, manna was a gift from God to sustain the Israelites in the desert, right? It, wasn't, it was a good thing, but it's still food that perishes. It's not what... It's not going to satisfy the deepest longing for, for fulfillment and satisfaction that we have. And so my question for us is, what are the foods that perish that we, we turn to for satisfaction? What are these things? And I, I talked to some students this week about that. What are some of the ways that we look for that? And I'm sure there are lots more than I'm going to name today. And, and so, you know, you invite you to think about yours and maybe listen to what God's saying to you as we talk even right now. But I'm going to have three big categories and maybe see if some of these might resonate with some of the ways we look for our sustenance and food that doesn't last. The first one is romantic relationships. All right, got to get snuggled up. <laughs> we, think that, we think that if only I had someone to complete me, then I would be fulfilled. Then I would have everything I need. 
that someone was a dating or marriage that that perfect wedding day or, or physical intimacy or virtual intimacy with pornography. If only I had that person, then I'd be complete. Then I'd be okay. But it's food that perishes. It doesn't quench that deep hunger in us because we know that we're going to get that text some point or, you know, have the DTR. Let's just be friends. That's right, Tanner. It hurts. It hurts, doesn't it? It hurts, bro. Yeah. You know, I I, I felt it. And even even in marriage, one of the ways, this is is my my take on this. One of the ways I think you could kind of check, am I ready to be married? Is Is if you could say, I could be fully content without this person. Because even in marriage, if you go into marriage thinking this person's going to fulfill me, you'll just suck the life out of them and still find that they don't fulfill you. Because they're not the bread from life. It's food that perishes. As good a gift as, as a relationship is, it won't fulfill the longing inside of us. So relationships, romantic relationships. Another, another one, achievement. We think that if, if we have, we know, get... Achievement in all kinds of different ways, uh, but but maybe maybe academics a big one. You know, okay, get my grades, get my degrees, uh, that'll that'll be good. Or maybe if I really get, if I really get after, I'll get, get a nice plaque at the end of the, the school year, and everything will be good. <laughs> and maybe it's not maybe it's not academics, maybe it's something else for you. But it's this achievement. Then I'll I'll have what I need. Then I'll be fulfilled. Then I'll be okay. But the problem with this kind of thing is. Only two options with achieving. One is you get it. What if you get them all? You get all of them. Yeah, I got it. You know what happens? Pride starts building up in us, bubbling up in us, and we get so proud, and our our hearts get dark. We isolate ourselves. We think we're better than everyone else because oh, I am the one. I am so special, and we don't actually find the true life that is life. Or we don't get them. What if we don't make it happen and we fail, and then? Then we, we, we hate ourselves. We loathe ourselves. We put on the hoodie of shame. You guys, know the, you guys know the hoodie of shame. You put on the hoodie of shame. No eye contact. <laughs> Don't mess with me. I'm, 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 I'm not worth anything. The hoodie of shame because I failed at my attempt to find fulfillment through achievement. And either way, it didn't work because it's a food that perishes. Relationships, achievement. Third one, feeling liked by others reputation. We see it with social media, right? Am I, how, many, how many people have, have liked my last Instagram story or, 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 or what's, what's going on? How many people are following me? But the problem with that is it's food that perishes. I did it this morning, but now I got, I got to match it again tonight. Last weekend, I got this many likes. I got to get, get again this weekend. Or, this one I know resonates with people in this room, FOMO. Those of you who maybe aren't familiar, fear of missing out. And so we're so afraid of missing out. We don't, want, we don't want to miss out. So we say, okay, I'm just going to keep my eyes out. What's happening? I'm on the lookout. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, what if we go sledding? I'm ready. Okay, no. Okay, what, what if we go for a hike, though? That would look silly if I'm hiking. Okay, no. Okay, ready for the hike. All right, go Broncos. Uh, okay, but what actually, what if I heard that some people might be going to country dancing at, at, at Nash, Nashville North? Okay, I'm ready. Ready for country dancing. And just in case we go into the little spo and we're going to hit, hit the water, I'm ready. Okay, I'm ready. I'm not going to miss out. I'm ready to go. And the anxiety, the nervousness, what if I miss out? And you know what the missing out? It's, it, it's, not about, it's not about a shake at Sherry's at 2 a.m. It's not about a shake. It's about, 
I'm so concerned that I'm, not gonna, I'm gonna be left out of the story tomorrow, be left out of, of the post, be left out of the friend group. They're not gonna think I'm in anymore because I missed out. I'm afraid. And again, it's food that perishes. It doesn't last because it's never ending. There's no space for me to be me. It's never ending. I always, always another thing I might miss out on. And so I don't find that fulfillment that I need, that I'm longing for. So Jesus says, I am the living bread. I am the living bread that comes down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. I will give the world, the bread I give is my flesh. And so Jesus comes and lives and dies on a cross knowing that we can't do it ourselves. We can't figure out how to find this bread ourselves. Even though we were made for God, we can't reach out to him. So he reaches out to us, takes on our flesh, enters into our world so he can be that bread for us. And we can say, yes, Jesus, I need life that only you can give me. And so how do we get it? How do we, get, how do we access this bread that Jesus is offering us? Verse 54. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. So how do we get this bread? There's only one place. There's only one place we get it. Jesus directly to Jesus. There's no other way. There's no other means. There's no other path. Directly to Jesus. He's the one who gives us this life. He is the one. He is the life. And so we go to him and him alone, and by the Spirit of God, he feeds us and gives us, the, fulfills this longing that we have that can be filled nowhere else. It reminds us that eternal life is not something that starts when we die. Eternal life is something that starts today, right now, as we connect in, abide in, eat of the goodness of God in Jesus by the Spirit of God. He gives us life from the Father in Jesus today. We don't wait for eternal life. We live in communion with God right now, today, in the midst of our daily day life. It will go on forever and ever as we grow in closeness with God, the one who is the source of our life and gives us this bread. People sometimes ask me, why do we have chapel twice a week? Why do we have communion every Thursday? You know why? Because it's a place where we can come to the bread of life. Where we can come and worship, come and take that bread and, 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 and grape juice and, and take it in and receive that bread of life saying, Jesus, I need you for life today. And it actually forms us as we do that. We are formed as people who become more like the people God made us to be because we're finding our sustenance in the only place we really can. And it happens in worship and, and, and it, 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 in communion. It happens in, in prayer and Bible study in the spiritual practices of the church through the ages. Fasting and solitude and silence and community. And we do it together. We do it alone. We become people who come and open ourselves up to receive the bread of life. And these teams lead us in music so beautifully so we can do that. You all can come on up. Well, they come up. What happens when we turn to Jesus and receive from him the bread of life, we become full of the right stuff. Unlike me laying on that, 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 that bench in, at Bojo's, we find we're being sustained by the food that endures to eternal life. And that food then leads us in two different things. One thing is this. All this clutter of all this stuff that I was trying to hang on to, 
to find fulfillment? Well, Jesus, the bread of life by the Spirit, he leads us to say, some of the stuff I don't need. Yeah, I don't need that, that shame thing. I actually don't need this. Maybe that will be fun. We'll see. This, oh, okay, yeah, I like the Broncos. I'm keeping the Broncos, you know. So <laughs> you, you can get rid of the stuff we don't need, and the rest of it, he puts in order for us. Yeah, it's good to work hard and do, and do well and do our best. That's great. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. You know, see what happens? Now it's in order in the right places. No longer is that where I need to find fulfillment. It's just a good gift from God. The second thing that happens is this. Instead of this huge pile of clutter trying to figure out where can I find fulfillment, always on the move, fearing, now I'm free to see the world as God sees it. I'm free to see what he sees. I'm here to engage in where he wants me to engage, to care about that person sitting in saga by themselves in my hall, to care about victims of sexual assault, to care about racial reconciliation and injustice in our world, to care about the immigrant and the refugee, to care about truth and goodness and things that are right, because now I can see I'm not so focused on myself and finding fulfillment. Jesus is fulfilling me because the bread of life he gives is welling up to eternal life in me and through me. And that's the invitation. Let's stand and, and love and sing to that bread of life. So Jesus says, I am the living bread who came down from heaven. Let's be people who come to him. Stop looking for fulfillment elsewhere. Not all of us. Let's come to him, the living bread. He is our everything. Go in peace.